0: Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. And it occurs to me in the last one, I forgot to introduce you, but I think they probably figured out it was you. Didn't you? I think I forgot to introduce you. Oh, well. I'm so f- you're Heather. <laughs> I'm Farron. Generally, yeah. Generally speaking. So, uh, yeah. And they're going to hear this one like three months after <laughs> well, they heard later, the last yeah. one. So. Well, I'm
1: I'm, sh- I'm sure there's subtle distinctions in, in our voices. In our voices they'll, yeah. they'll be able to tell.
0: Yeah. Or, or I'll add it in. Hi, I'm Farron, and this is Heather, and I'm here to talk about. Yeah.
1: Get, get, uh, get the computer voice. Yeah.
0: Or just me in a different tone. Yeah. I, what was it? The one? I think it was the last one. Was it, it was one of them where I mentioned a name. What was it? When we did Flash Gordon, I mispronounced a name. And okay. so I re recorded it in, but I did it in the wrong tone. And so it sounded <laughs> out of, And it's, what <laughs> sat, it's a,
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really rough cut.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it just like, I got through, like, you know what? Fuck it. I just move on.
1: It gets close enough.
0: So today we're doing The Goonies. And it premiered on the 7th of June, 1985. Oh. And it, so it was directed by Richard Donner, who did Superman 1. And then remember, he did Superman 2, and they fired him, and they brought in Richard Lester instead. They actually released. I remember the like they called it the Richard Donner cut of Superman two, and it was awful. Oh no! It was really bad. Like I actually gave away the DVD. It was that bad. Whoa! Well, what they did is they took all the best parts of the Richard Lester one. They got rid of it, and and it was just longer and more boring. And and there was one particular scene that had not gotten in, so they replaced it with the audition scene that the two actors had done before Superman 1 and it was very obvious and it just, the whole thing was a disaster. Um, But he's still a good director. Like Superman 1 is a great film. Yes. Um, yes, yes. He also did Lady Hawk which we totally have to do. That's an amazing film except for the music. It was an 80s synth soundtrack but it's otherwise a great film. And he did Lethal Weapon 1 through 4. Those are good. He hung in there. I I didn't like, I never liked those films. The first one I didn't mind but the others just got stupider and stupider and stupider. Um, the first one had a plot. The others really didn't. Yeah, it's, it's it's not your humor. It's really not my humor. But the first one was good. Yeah. I, I liked it because I liked... I liked... What's his name? Mel Gibson's character? Yeah. Like, this tormented Vietnam vet at a time when that was a thing. Like, how many of those guys came back from Nam, wound up as cops or whatever, and came back wrong? Messed you know,
1: right up. You yeah. know,
0: and... like movies like Rambo of course did the same thing but that was you know, a silly film but or not Rambo First Blood was the first one yeah. um, you know Lethal Weapon dealt with that I think fairly well in spite of the fact that it's a buddy cop movie but then yeah. they added what was his name who was like Richard Getz or whatever his oh Joe Joe uh, Pe- Pesci wasn't yeah. it yeah and I, I just nah. yeah it didn't do it for me uh, this was this movie was Shock of Shocks written by Steven Spielberg <gasps> Um, I know like this thing screams Spielberg but the um the screenplay was done by chris Columbus who'd go on to be uh, well a world famous explorer and also a director uh, he did uh, he wrote and directed Harry Potter one and two which he said you didn't actually care for all that much
1: no I like I like, I like the books better yeah yeah I, f- I found the the first two especially they they got they got much better after that but mm-hmm. the first two were like phoned in give it a shot without trying very hard yeah. just to see if people like it
0: yeah, and it's funny because I, I hadn't read the books, but I went and saw the movie. I saw four times in theaters. I was blown away by it, and I thought, well, let me buy just the first book because maybe I won't like a writing style. I read half the first book in one sitting. Was, you know, it's a kid's book. It's 130 pages. I read the first 75. went, holy crap. Yeah. Put the book down, <laughs> drove out, and bought. At that point, they were the first four. Yep. Yeah. And read them all in a week. Yeah. And I was a dedicated, dedicated Harry Potter fan since, and yeah, his are kind of the most vanilla of the movies, especially compared to the third one, but they got a real impresario yeah. for that one, uh, Alphonse Carano and yeah. But I like them. But again, maybe it's because <laughs> that was my first it was my it's first very,
1: you know, plug it in, do this, do this. Look yeah. I'll show you this scene in the book, but there's no there's no depth to it.
0: Yeah, it, they didn't they didn't get as stylized as the third one did and they didn't take risks And, and then they picked up. Yeah. But I you know, for what they were I enjoyed them. Maybe it's because I came to the movie first. The first movie first. Mm. And then after that, I, of course, I by the time Chamber of Secrets came out, I'd read them all. Yeah.
1: And been, uh, and by then, they were making decent movies out
0: of yeah. it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. But you can tell, like, he's he's got a... Like, he he knows how to write a good screenplay. But I think if Spielberg hadn't been involved, this would have been a boring film. Yeah. But, but this thing has Spielberg's fingerprints... All over it. <laughs> all over it. It's no different. What was the one we watched? Poltergeist. Yeah. The one that was... Air quotes, not directed by him, but so clearly was. Like, <laughs> but even in Poltergeist, which of course is a very different movie, you go, yeah, that's Spielberg.
1: Yeah, he's got a very distinctive style.
0: Yeah, visually as well. Like, it's just the way he. First off, his characters all seem real. The houses always seem lived in. They're messy. Yeah. They're cluttered.
1: There's there's stuff in the in the corners. Yeah,
0: there's, there's sh- stuff
1: on there's, the floor. There's chips on the coffee table.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you didn't just walk into a movie set, you walked into someone's home and they did filming there. Yeah, I loved it. And the way he lets kids be kids, like yeah. these are not 16-year-olds pretending to be 13-year-olds. Like if this were made today, it'd be 18-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. Right. But here, these are 12-year-old boys. 100%. Like, they really... <laughs> and the girls are 15-year-old girls. Yeah. They're screamy and they're overexcited. <laughs> and, and the boys are screamy and overexcited, and overexcited and loud. And they move like this mob of... Uh, arms and legs that crushes everything in their path and yeah it's yeah. He, he knows how to direct kits he's he's brilliant at it it stars Sean Astin Yay. who you know is like the 80s guy Josh Brolin yeah who is still a great actor you ever see um, Sicario no Oh that's a good film really really good film with uh, Denis Villeneuve he's the director out of Quebec who just finished up Dune he did this movie called Sicario about drug dealers oh, yeah. And Josh Brolin plays, uh, I think, a CIA agent. It's never quite clear, and that's the point. It's just about a DEA agent and how she gets involved in... Is he Thanos? Yeah, he's Thanos. He's also Thanos. But he's always been good. Like, he played a real honest-to-God 15- or 16-year-old boy. Yes. Like, he thinks he's mature. He's really not. But he's trying to do what's right. Right he's trying to be a big brother yeah
1: he's in between he's in between yeah. the the man and the boy
0: yeah he's yeah. also a great big brother
1: he's he, a perfect big he
0: torments that son that younger boy and drags him around he, by a, in a headlock and but he's so he's an awesome he takes brother. care of
1: him and protects yeah. him and picks on him to know him
0: yeah he's he's a cool he's, he's a cool He's brother, exactly yeah. right yeah. and Corey Feldman of course we've always seen in the already seen in the burbs you know he was a great actor but he was so good he was in he was in gremlins yep uh he's been in all I mean some of these people have just been in just movies 80s, forever. Yeah. yeah. Like they were just all over the place. And they were really good. And Corey Feldman, he's a good actor. Yeah. He tends to play dicks. Yes. But he does it well. And none of his characters ever come across as someone you wouldn't like. Like even Mouth, that's what he plays here. Yeah. Yes, he's he's a wanker. He's a pain
1: in the ass. A pain
0: in the ass. But in the end, he's a decent kid. He's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to pronounce this name horribly wrong. Ki hui Quan, I guess. Uh, he played Data. He, we've seen him before, of course. He played Short Round, and and he didn't become. I, I, my understanding is he left acting. Same with the guy who played Chunk, mm. who I, I don't have here. He he, I think he's a lawyer now, like a lawyer for uh, Hollywood. He's oh, a wh- nice. Yeah, I, I, that's my understanding. But they sort of, I mean, a lot of these actors sort of go away. I mean, even um, What's the guy who played Anakin in two and three.
1: Oh, the cool Christian. Kid, yeah.
0: No, 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 not. Oh, the no, li- the other guy. Uh, the little kid. That poor kid went up in jail. He had some serious issues. Aww. Well, they bullied the hell out of him after episode one, which was just cruel. Yeah, the it's world like, turned on like, him. Like, leave the poor kid alone. He's, he's eight. Leave Christian Hadenson. Of that, Christian Hadenson? is that Hayden Christensen? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, he was, you know, he, here's an actor who got into his 20s, did two, in, you know, episodes two and three. He did this amazing movie called Shattered Glass, true story of Stephen Glass. He wrote for the New Republic. He cooked all his stories. Great movie, Shatter Glass. Absolutely watch it. Hmm. But then, like, Star Wars kind of ruined him. Like, the fans wouldn't leave him the frick alone. Yeah. So he walked away. He, he owns a, I think it's in Saskatchewan or Ontario, he owns a farm. Cool. And he, like, emerges every so often to do, like, a bit role. But he just gave up. And a lot of these guys, they just go, you know, screw this. Oh, that's too bad. Well, it's like the girl who played uh, Newt in Aliens. She's an elementary teacher in California. Yeah. That's her movie. That's it. How hell of a movie to do, yes. But you know, not everyone wants to do this. You yeah. know, as a, a a full life career, yeah. yeah. Well, think of how many of these actors just bottomed out, like Nellie from Little House on the Prairie. Mm. Bottomed out after that role. Yeah, just done. Uh, just done. Or even um, the one who played Laura Ingalls. She she you know she sort of gave up after that show. She tried a few other things. She's actually married to the guy who played uh, Captain Sheridan in uh, Babylon Five. Oh, Who play, also played Tron. Yeah. So she played his wife in Babylon 5, but a shadow version of him. So she played like the bad guy. It was awesome. Cool. Yeah, like Laura Ingalls is a shadow. But, you know, a lot of these child actors, they just go, screw it. It's just not worth it. You know, they bought him out, and especially in the 80s, the 70s and 80s, it just seems to be in a rough time Yeah. for a lot of these kids. They just, you know, and so a lot of them, they just said, screw it, I'm out. But in the meantime, we got Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> We got Goonies, which is rated PG. I'm not sure how it didn't quite get to PG13 because it was getting close.
1: No, it's
0: a pretty rough film. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's like it's all action. I guess it's all it's all f-
1: it's fun. all fun. There's yeah, no actual.
0: I yeah, I mean, hey, Temple of Doom got uh, a yeah, Colima. Exactly. That's a PG movie, yes, yeah. indeed. Like I said, I've taken the clip of just him tearing the heart out <laughs> and it's on fire and standing there. Oh, <laughs> and I post on Facebook: this movie is PG. This was made for kids, and you know, my younger friends go what (laughs) yeah but yeah that was the 80s it was a different time like
1: it's 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 certainly not a g but it's oh no
0: (laughs) it's not a pg-13 either so no i guess not i mean the only they say shit a few
1: times
0: (gasps) i know i'm i need Where's my fainting couch my word but uh this movie cost this has got to be wrong hold on yeah has got to be wrong because it says it cost 61 and made 19 that's no that's backwards. backwards what was the budget for the goonies
1: the Goonies had a budget of $19 million. I have it backwards. backwards.
0: Okay, so it, it cost $19 million because I'm thinking there is no way Spielberg, at the at his height, didn't make back his money. Yeah. Like, this guy could do this for 20 bucks and a bale of wire. He's known for under budge, coming in under budget ahead of time. So, yeah. So, it, it cost $19 million. It made sixty one point four. So, not an enormous blockbuster, but it's a 300% return. Yes, pretty good. You know, and people still think well of this movie I mean you think of some movies out there that like they just came and went yeah like you know the Star Wars holiday special which cost a million to make and only made regret yes yeah
1: and and more regret today more regret today
0: yeah (laughs) you're hearing this episode several months after you listen to holiday special but it's only been it only feels like it's been months for us it's actually we just watched it earlier (laughs) in the day
1: (laughs) the trauma is fresh
0: yeah and then we went to the pub and now we're back but we're not drunk I promise Um, I
1: know, I I went to a pub and drank water.
0: Yeah, after this one, I'm a teetotaler, I needed a drink. (laughs) But this is a better film. Right, Um, Goonies. Goonies. So, when did you first see us? Do you remember? Was it
1: a theater, do you think? I don't, I don't know. I think probably rental. Okay. Because we we really didn't get out much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it seems to me it would have been a rental. Okay. For me, I'm,
0: I don't know either rental or Super Channel, flip a coin. Yeah, but I certainly didn't see it in theaters, which is too bad, because this movie is the sort of movie I would have gone. It would have been good. You know, yeah. like, Chinook Center, over the summer, every Friday, shows some throwback film. And I'm kicking myself, because I found out two weeks after they showed Raiders. Oh. I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> so I signed up for this awful newsletter that you get that tells you about stuff to do with kids. <laughs> so I'm stuck getting this bloody newsletter, <laughs> just so I don't miss the next Raiders, but they show these movies. Goonies and they did Ghostbusters and, oh, and, wow. and Back to the Future and, and they know that it's, frankly, it's people our age taking their kids. I would kill to see this movie in theaters. It's, it would be good in theaters. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's such an awesome movie. Like, we noticed a couple times where the green screen didn't quite work, but they're super brief, yeah. and they're so forgivable. And, and really, what, 1984? Well, it came out in 85, so yeah, so, early 80s. Yeah, um, they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, pretty... And they were hard to do. Like, these were hard things. because It was always bright. Yeah. Like we've always said, Star Wars was easy to do because it's black. It's black. So it's easy to hide the black yeah. lines around the, the X-Wing because it's against the Starfield. But you can't do that when you're looking through a cave and you see light on the other side. Yeah. But you know what? Who cares? Almost everything here was practical. All the effects, like the piano and everything, was practical, like a yeah. physical effect, and they looked amazing. So I can forgive the fact that there's a few effects that don't work, but to see it on the big screen, that
1: would, to that see would be amazing,
0: a, to see the pirate ship, yeah, on the main screen on a big screen, or them playing the piano, or
1: well, not just the floor breaking away, yes, it would be amazing. Oh, you mean with the with the yeah, w- when, when she when she, she's like, playing when, the piano um, when Data crashes into them and in that big. Center chunk of floor.
0: right? Yeah, yeah. That well, would be so good. Look, I'd, be, I, I'd almost be nauseous because, like, I've well, y- I have a problem with heights. It's like, whoa. yeah, that would be amazing. Or even the over the overhead views where they're they're riding like on their way to the restaurant. Well, the restaurant, like at the very beginning of the film, where oh, you're saying, remember yeah. I mentioned like that's Stranger Things just ripped that. 100%, shot. Well, I mean yeah. th- that's the point of Stranger Things. They steal all these scenes. Yeah, I mean there were scenes they ripped right out of E. T. and all of them, and that's why the, that's why that show is so amazing because these iconic visuals. This film's gorgeous to look at, and yeah. to see it on the big screen would be a treat. Yeah. One day I hope someone does like a Spielberg, like a Day of Spielberg, Ooh. and I, I, I keep waiting for some theater to do that, and I'll that plunk my forever. ass down. So what? You wouldn't go and watch Jaws and Close Encounters and Raiders and Temple of Doom and Goonies and Last Crusade. You wouldn't go and sit in a theater and watch all those films over the course of a day or two?
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say I wouldn't. Yeah,
0: We'd all have the most horrific case of swamp ass. (laughs) Exactly. But it would be, that'd be an epic day. I saw a
1: lot of popcorn.
0: A lot of popcorn, a lot of Bladder Buster, super large drinks. But, oh yeah, how could you not? That's when you go and you, well, I, I remember for the Star Trek 25th anniversary, there were just the five films. We went and saw them. And it was like the people who went just camped there. Like yeah. every, you'd show up with this knapsack full of stuff. Normally they wouldn't let you in with food, but yeah. what were they going to do? So people just camped out. Yeah. You're surrounded by your stuff. And I would I would do that for 100%. these movies. Oh, yeah. If it ever happens, we are, yeah. we are totally doing that. Then we'll do a special episode after on Spielberg.
1: Yes, imme- immediately after.
0: Immediately after. Yeah, when we're all exhausted. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and, yeah, probably
0: the next day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would love to see this in theatre just for all the reasons we talked about. So, yeah, it's... So what stands out for you? Because, I mean, you've probably seen this many times, I would think.
1: Oh, yeah. Many, is, many. Is
0: there um, anything that particularly stands out to you?
1: I, I just... It's so... It's so well put together. It's tight. Everything everything fits. There's no wasted space. There's, yeah. there's, there's no wasted time. It's it's just a kick-ass adventure.
0: Yeah. it's it, It's really efficient because they introduce you to the Goonies yeah. in the midst of the police chase. Yeah! They, you see a bit of the police station, then you see Chunk leaning up against the window watching it, and then, remember, Data, you know, short round, yeah. uh, he, he has the thing with a suction cup, and it accidentally pulls him to what he's trying to draw yeah. to him, and 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 that saves him from the, the chase racing past. Right. And that's neat. It was a really clever way to sh- to tell two things at once. The crime and an exciting chase, and here are these kids. Here's what you need to know. Chunk eats a lot. Data is a gadgets guy. Mouth is a Big mouth, things like that are yeah. neat, yeah. you know. And, and it's just it's like you say it's it's tight. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's that these are twelve year olds. There's so much. There, th- these are tw- this is a pack of twelve year old boys. That's the only way to describe them, a pack. Yes. It's a pack of twelve year old boys and a, a couple of are they fifteen? I think they're meant to be fifteen, sixteen. Well, they're they're getting their driver's license. Well, he's tr- getting his driver's yeah. license, so that would put him at sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. And I, w- I would assume the girls are in the same grade Ish, yeah. as him. So f- if he's 15, playing, 16, you know, yeah. yeah. So Josh Brolin's character doesn't quite act his age; he acts a little older. But I think that's because he has to be the yeah. older brother, the, the
1: big brother when when things are going bad. Well, because Mike's a handful, <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of had no choice. But <laughs> I could have had a sister.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I love that part. just yeah. thought I got that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But he's a cool kid.
1: Sorry, I have two little brothers.
0: Yeah, you know, but that's what makes it so neat. Like, like Mike is a cool character. Yeah, he has a stutter. No. Uh, well, it's he has something. He has some it's sort just of. Just Im-
1: finding something. Yeah, but it's a, it's a speech issue, right? No, it's not. He's. I don't think so. I think he's just.
0: He trying, trying to
1: he, talk older than he is.
0: Maybe it's hard to tell. He has some tics, That's for sure. He has some nervous tics. Yeah, that's he's why, definitely a that's why little he, kid. You know, he he like the t- when he takes the the puff. That's a tick. That's when he gets overexcited. That's yeah. how he calms himself down, which is ironic because I understand you take you keep taking hits of that and you're gonna shake like a leaf. Yeah. These kids, they're all quirky, but in real ways. Yeah. Data is very confrontational and he's kind of ballsy. Like he wants to take on yeah. three adults. And it's not just that he has these cool gadgets. Like he says, We're not getting taken alive. Like what you, what's this? We, yeah, you know, we? <laughs> and mouth is a coward, but he's got a big mouth, and yeah. you know, Mikey is super brave. Like you pointed out, only when he's got his friends around him; otherwise, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's very he's easily the leader, freaked yeah. out.
1: But yeah. I can, I could, and, and you said it too. I could, I could see when we, when we were twelve, yeah, we could have been right in the middle of that group, and probably yeah, 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 full participants. Oh yeah,
0: all these kids, like Chunk, despite the fact they mock him for his size. Yeah, he's still right in there with him, and even Mouth, who is being kind of a dick about his, you know, do the truffle shuffle where he shakes his, like that's like that's mean, but at the same time, he doesn't mean like he doesn't, he's not evil,
1: he just he's he's Mouth. Eighties too, right?
0: Yeah, I know. You know, the girls they have less character. We spend mostly because we're spending less time. Mm. Like the one girl, the redhead, she seems just absolutely dead set on scoring. Her friend is there to be the sidekick. Growing up, I always thought. She was the cuter one and she was the one I was more interested in than the cheerleader.
1: There's there seems to be more to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's
0: more mature. She's I don't want to say she's more intelligent, but she's she's not playing the game. Yeah. She's the sort of girl I would have gone for in high school. I, yeah. In fact, did. <laughs> my, my first crush in high school I had short hair and glasses.
1: Nice. And I
0: was a loser and just blew that one. Oh, yeah, that's, no. I'm a nerd. What can I say? But that's totally getting cut. So anyway, <laughs> so let's um let's go through the movie. Let's yeah, see what we let's, see. Let's do this. So it starts with a pretty silly prison break. Yeah, totally. But right off the bat, we learn actually quite a bit that they're vicious. Mom is a monster. I mentioned she's clearly modeled after Ma Barker, yeah. who was an honest-to-God gangster in the 30s, who had this collection of dumb sons who were her, um, her accomplices, and wound up getting themselves killed. Oh, It doesn't go well for her. There's a great episode of Behind the Bastards, the podcast, mm-hmm. where <laughs> they did a whole thing on Ma Barker. And she's fascinating, but this is clearly who she's modeled after. Right. She—I know she was on Pro Mama from the train. She's training. been on
1: a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, but she always plays a mean old lady. Apparently, yeah. she's super nice. Yeah, so she's there, and then these 2 and her two sons—and they fight, and they're kind of slapsticky, and you know, it's—it's it's a really dysfunctional family. Of course, we'll learn later there's a third brother named Sloth. Yeah, and so his escape from prison—one of the brothers—ends uh, up being ends with this chase or carries on with this chase and that's how we meet everyone starting with as it turns out i notice the cheerleader brand's would-be girlfriend
1: oh i totally missed that. that's the
0: first one we meet where we see her leading the cheer squad and in the background blazing right past the schoolyard the high school schoolyard is the chase and then we get to meet data who uses the suction cup to bring a barrel on wheels towards him but gets pulled towards the barrel and out of the way of the chase Right, then it's kind of neat because they get involved in a uh, a mud race on the yeah. uh, the beach because this takes place in Astoria, Oregon, on the coast. Sure. So uh that was kind of neat. And then the next one we meet is Brandon and Mikey, and he's pumping iron, and Mikey's asking all sorts of questions. And this is where we learn that they're going to lose their homes. Yeah. That was a very common '70s and '80s thing, you know, like, uh, you know, Mr. Caputo is gonna t- is gonna shut down the orphanage unless we can get him five hundred dollars. And look, there's a talent contest, and the first prize is five hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, it's this is it's a trope. It's a trope. A thousand crappy kids films in the '70s and '80s used it, but here they take it and just go and just do awesome things with it. Yeah. That, but that's what he just does.
1: hits the balance between goofy and ad- adventure. Yeah, this and... is.
0: I'll be honest with Other than Raiders, I think this is the only movie I would look at and say this movie is perfect. It's close. It's pretty damn close. I can't think of anything I would fault it enough to complain about. No, even like the special effects issues. We're talking about five seconds total over and three shots, it's over, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah. So here, you know, we 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 learn that again. There's a, a problem. These houses are going to go, and Dad is for some reason their father who runs the historical society. Some reason he's at the center of this. I, I never quite. As, never was sure why. Maybe it's because he's the most outspoken dad. We only see dad for a few seconds at the end. Yeah, he's the curator for the museum. For the museum. I, mean, I don't know, whatever it is. They're shutting down the goondocks. They're, they're, yeah, some rich jerk is buying them all out. To make a, a... To build a golf course. Golf course, yeah. Then the next person we meet is uh, Mouth. Yep. And his dad's a plumber. And that's a cute one where the father says, could you turn off the TV? I can't hear myself think. And it's a it's a police movie. He turns it off. <laughs> and you, still, you still hear the, yeah. the sirens, and he bangs on the TV because, of course, it's the chase outside his window. But that's cool. Yeah. And somewhere in there, we miss Chunk. I guess it's not in no, the, Ch- Chunk is next. No, no. But that's oh. that's we have. We missed him in the. Uh, um, oh yeah,
1: he's at the arcade.
0: I think it may be between,
1: between data
0: and the yeah. uh, and the and, and the the race. Uh, the race. So yeah, we see Chunk and Chunk's got a piece of pizza and a milkshake, and he presses himself up against the window to see the chase and smushes it all. Yeah, that's how we learn about Chunk. Yeah. But yeah, and then the next scene is Mouth arrives in the house, and then Chunk shortly thereafter, and he does the truffle shuffle, which is he's made to stand on a a tree stump, pull up his shirt, and wiggle, and because he's got he because he's fat. Like, this kid, is he's, he's a fashion nightmare. He's got a Hawaiian shirt and plaid pants. <laughs> even even my fashion sense knows to stay away from that. Yeah. But uh, even the way they enter the house is about personality. Yeah. Mouth bangs on the door. Mike just unlocks. It doesn't even open it for him. And he just walks in. Yeah. And he makes himself at home immediately puts his foot up on the on the table. And, and Brandon gives him crap. Yeah. But it's just like, this is what a pack of boys does. Yeah. You're in a home, and it's my home now. Yep. And then, you know, Chunk shows up, and he sort of dances, and they, they open this rid- ridiculous Rube Goldberg machine to open the fence.
1: Mikey pushes past Mouth and lets him in, starts, yeah. starts, the, starts the machine.
0: Yeah, and, and lets him in, and then Data comes with a zip line from his house.
1: Smashes through the, through the screen door. The screen
0: door, yeah. And then what happens next? What What is after that?
1: Chunk drops the statue...
0: Yeah, there's the statue thing. And, yeah, right. But like I said, this is how we learn about these people. And then Mom comes home with Rosita, who we've already seen, remember. She was crossing the street when she was in the middle of the crosswalk. When Oh, yeah. When the, uh, the chase came They got came everybody. By. They got everyone. Of course, we didn't know who she was, just some older woman who gets caught in the middle of the chase and the cops zip past her. But yeah, so she's brought in and, and she's there to help with the packing because Mom's arm is broken. Right. And she doesn't speak a word of English. And he says, you boys uh, learn Spanish. Will you, will you translate? And so it's Mouth, who speaks apparently very good Spanish. And those are the funniest subtitles. is one of the best scenes in the film. Yeah, I totally. Like, <laughs> and I could totally see a guy, some kid, doing this. Oh, yeah. Like... You know, the mother says, okay, this drawer drawers for the socks and this one is for the, the shirts and this is for the pants. And his translation is, the marijuana goes in the top drawer, the cocaine and speed in the middle drawer, and the heroin goes in the bottom drawer. Don't mix up the drugs. And then they <laughs> go to the attic. Now, Mr. whatever don't, his
1: name don't is.
0: Don't go up there. M- Mr. Walsh. Walsh. Doesn't like people going into his attic. And then it translates as, that is where he keeps the sexual torture machines. Don't go in there. <laughs> and they take him into some small room and, and his translation is... If you don't do well, we will lock you in here for two weeks without food and water and the cockroaches, and, and and she's just horrified. It's it's just really funny. I get a real kick out of just. Mouth is such a prick. He's such a jerk. But he doesn't mean. No, he's he, he doesn't mean bad things. He's just he's just a goof. He's just a goofy twelve-year-old boy. A kid like that in high school would be hell on wheels. And his teachers must gain decades by the month in age. <laughs> How, can you imagine a kid like that in school? What a nightmare he must be. Because he's not dumb. And he's not malicious. And he's that, just bored. He's, he's bored. And he's super smart. He would be hell on earth to deal with. <laughs> but he wouldn't be popular. No. That's why I would like him. Maybe it's because I identify with a goonies it's so it's much.
1: That's why he's a goonie, Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so they go into the attic. Where they're not supposed to go. Right. And we see all the relics. All the rejects. Okay.
1: Mikey's not allowed out.
0: Right. Mikey's not allowed out because they, they're worried he might so develop actual asthma.
1: Brand is left in charge. Yeah. And he's told, you know, you could keep your brother home. He's got to be inside. The yeah. doctor says he's getting asthma. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the way it works. That's but not how it works, yeah, but okay. But
0: okay, we'll run. it. So, they wind up in the attic, and this just, like I said, this screams movie for 12-year-olds. They go into the attic, and what do they find? Pirate stuff. pirate map! But first, they're getting up in, in, in sort of pirate get-up and playing with swords, and and mouth sticks his tongue through the hole in a painting because that's what twelve year <laughs> old boys, boys do. do. Yeah, you know, yeah. give me, give me tongue. That's what he says, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's gross and it's a but it's what twelve year old boys do. Accurate. Um, and then they find the map, and it's funny because the map is framed in a glass and wood frame, and he doesn't want to break it, so he says, "Hey, Chunk, come here. Come
1: on, hold, hold this <laughs> for a minute."
0: And he starts counting one, two, and I think it's about four. Four. And yeah. Chunk drops it. Yeah that he can say to Dad, i didn't break it chunk did it you know they discover this map that you know that's the old legend of one-eyed willy and i i'm going to include him telling the story which is done in this like 45 second unbroken sentence
1: 12
0: year old boy speak 12 year old boy speak no
1: see one-eyed willy stole treasure once it was full of rubies and and emeralds, and diamonds? Diamonds. And he loaded it all up onto his ship, and they sailed away into the sunset until the British king, he found out about it, and then he set up this whole armada to go out after him. And then the armada, it took him a couple weeks, but then they caught up with Willie, and and then there was a whole big war between the armada and Willie's ship, the Inferno. And during the firefight, there was just guns bursting here and cannons bursting there. And then Willie fled, because he didn't want to stay around, because he knew he'd get killed if he stayed around. And then he got into this cave, and then and the British, they, they blew up the walls all around him. And, and he got caved in, and he's been there ever since. Forever, forever, and ever trapped.
0: And that's just how kid that's how 12-year-old boys, when they're overexcited, talk. It is one endless story, with all the details that excite them. And it's hard not to be just swept up in that.
1: And if you don't already know what he's talking about... You still you're... won't.
0: Yeah. But it's cool. It's so good. It's so cool. And they're all wrapped. They're wrapped with attention. They just... They can't peel away from his story. Yeah.
1: Even, even Brand is pretending that he's too old for that.
0: But he's fascinating. And he's in a, He's yeah. right in there, too. Yeah. And then they find that... In the, under the map, they find that... I think that was the key, wasn't it? The bronze key? it The medallion. The medallion. The, um,
1: yeah. The, they found the medallion with the map.
0: Right. The key I think they the, found.
1: The, the, the key came with Mr. Um, yeah. Chester Copperpot.
0: Yeah. Which is such a name for an adventure. Oh. A name like that is only for adventures for preteen boys. I'm yes. sorry. That's what that is for. And so they decide. Obviously, Bran says, no, we can't leave the house. So, of course, these boys tie him up. With his, with his own arm stretchy thing. Arm stretchy thing. Yeah. And they make a run for it with what playing in the background, Cindy Lauper, good enough.
1: Goonies Which, are good enough.
0: Yeah. Well, she, she wrote... I'm not sure if she wrote it for them or that they just used it, but her
1: video was directed by Richard Donner and starred these kids. I suspect it was for this movie because, like, why else would Cyndi Lauper write a song about... It's got Goonies in it. Yeah. If you, um, I think the the actual title of it is... It's a good song.
0: It is The Goonies Are Good Enough. R. The letter R. R- the Goonies Are Good R- Enough. R-, R. R. I don't think that's the R they're looking for. I think it's just you know, internet speak before the internet. But yeah, it's a perfect song. The Cindy, you know, Cindy Lauper, I can't listen to her because she reminds me of an old girlfriend and I don't want to remember her. So I can't <laughs> listen to her stuff. No, no. no? Her songs, you ever listened to the the albums she put out with t- the, the, whatever album had Time After Time on it? Oh yeah. And True Colors? Yeah. That's a very heartfelt album and it's kind of heart crushing, but it's, it's a little whiny. Mm. At times, and that's what reminds me of this. Ex- oh. And I just I can't go there. Right. Uh, I actually gave away the CD at some point, but people gave her grief, Cyndi Lauper, for being this sort of because you know girls just want to have fun. Like it's sort of this brain dead. Oh, she's just she's appealing to you know young teenage girls in her music. Her music is uncommonly intelligent.
1: It's it's very good. Yeah. You know,
0: uh, time after time, and True Colors are incredible songs. Mm-hmm but they are mournful like this is a girl who's clear this is a woman who clearly had been hurt many times yeah. by boys and and she poured that out into her music but this is a fun song it is it's super um, fun and it and it's it, it's yeah it's really cool so they sort of go racing off and follow the map and it leads them to this cliff and yeah they don't like how is it they're following this shitty old map and they know exactly where to count those steps i know you mentioned that it always drove you nuts like they arbitrarily say wherever they stopped okay let's do let's do a hundred steps from here. Okay. Trust me that, that cabin was way more than a hundred steps steps, away from them, but they come across this cabin. I like how they say, well, it's a summer place. Why are they here in the fall? Um, that place hasn't been open for more than a few summers. Well,
1: even, even mouth says that when they walk
0: in. Yeah. This is like 10 summers. Yeah. Yeah. And they see the, uh, the ORV, the outdoor or the off-road vehicle, off-road vehicle, which we would call an SUV. It's a Ford Explorer. I think. No, it's a Jeep Cherokee. Uh, yeah, yeah, which conveniently is the one the Fratelli family was escaping in, mm. and they're unloading a body. We never find out where that body comes from. What was the? He was a federal
1: agent. We know that. Yeah. But they never say why they killed him, where he came from, because. Well, remember this: the kids, when they're looking at the place, said, "Look, mm. there's two customers, right?"
0: Right. Um, I think that was the boys. That was that was the Fratelli boys bringing. No, it in the was body. it
1: was the agents. Followed him in, right? The, the agents followed them in, and, and then you hear the, the shots, shots. Um, that Chunk freaks out over. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and then they're they're peeking through the window, and they see them carrying the body.
0: Right. Because the one body winds up in the freezer, yeah. and the other one, I think they take it out to dispose of it. That's right. how they leave for a while. And then they come back for the second one. And that's when, yeah, that's when they catch that's Chunk. That's when they're busted. Well, just Chunk. Right. Because the first time, they go in right away, and they're all caught, and that's the whole spiel with... Uh, right. they pretend it's a restaurant and I want water and that water is nasty. Mm. And, you know, the one who says oh, I need to use the." Mikey says, I need to use the bathroom. You can't hold it. No. Again, that is a right. 12-year-old thing And to then do. Mouth
1: is pouring, pouring the water, the water yeah. between two glasses. Hey, Mikey, you need to use the washroom. It's like, Mouth, you
0: prick. But again... <laughs>
1: oh, tell me. I, I I've done it.
0: I've never done that, but you that need, is a... You needed more brothers. Yeah, that's the thing. I grew up with a sister. But, yeah, it's... Like, that's such a a boy thing to do. Yeah. To just get some other guy going like that. And in spite of, clearly they're in danger and he's still fucking with Mikey. It's That's great. That's how you
1: can tell they like you.
0: Yeah, I guess. It's, but yeah, it's um, it's really cute. Of course, we missed the bit where uh, Brandon escapes and they let the, the, the air out of the tires on his bike. So he has to steal this little girl bike, which is pink and pretty with uh, training wheels on it. And he's racing up the hill after them. Yeah. And Troy... Who is the son of the banker? He drives up with the two girls we'll get to see, right? And there's this jerk thing where he drags them off the mountain and then throws them off a cliff by holding onto them while he's driving. And yeah,
1: and there's there's the one thing I would change about this because there was there was no reason to take the little bike. It's slower than him running.
0: Yeah, I think it was just meant to be funny. Ha ha! Look, he's got the little girl bike. Yeah,
1: but it's the only thing that doesn't ring true.
0: Yeah. And not every movie's perfect, but again, yeah. It's, but like you
1: like you like you said in Roxanne, there's two things that bugged you a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, who cares, good right? Enough.
0: Yeah. Or Raiders and the Lost Ark, other than the goddamn. Ah. Now I'll have to edit in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than the Wilhelm scream, which if you notice there isn't one here. There Isn't one. I would, good for them. Um, there was one in.
1: There fucking, was one this morning. There was one this morning
0: and there, <laughs> yes, there was when the when the uh, when the stormtrooper falls off of the the balcony. You,
1: you but, know I can't listen to a movie with a Wilhelm screaming and, not, and not think of you now.
0: Screaming at the TV, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we learn that Troy the son is a creepy fucker because he keeps adjusting yeah. the uh, rear view mirror so you can look at her legs. Which okay, their legs, dude. What do you think she's gonna hang up her skirt for you? Like it's.
1: It was a short skirt. It's a she, very short skirt. She, when she was telling Brand about it later, she said he was doing it to see down her shirt.
0: Yeah, that's like that, dude. That's not cool. Yeah, but that's unfortunately, not okay. unfortunately, yeah. that's the eighties, and a, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's just that's that's gross to do. You know, eventually Brandon does catch up with them. And they wind up back in the restaurant after they've gone to dispose of the first body. Right. And again, this is such a intercharacter thing where they, the door's locked. Now they can't get back into the cabin. Mouth looks at Chunk. Mm-hmm. I got some new pictures of your mother. You want to see them? And Chunk gets angry, charges at him. Mouth steps aside and he breaks down the door. Yeah. Okay, it's a shtick, but
1: it's good. Whatever. It and then as he walks yeah.
0: in, he's on the he's on the floor with the door under him. <laughs> and everyone goes in. Thanks, Chunk. You know, it's again, it's. Yeah. This movie is made for twelve year olds. It really <laughs> So really much is um, and
1: apparently forty year olds. Yeah, actually we're
0: we've sort of zipped way ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's we, fine. It's, we missed a bunch. It's no it's big okay. deal.
1: Brand catches up to them in the basement. Yeah. No, and,
0: brand catches up after them when they're hiding and drags them back in. Because well, that's right. when the girls catch and up. And the
1: girls catch up.
0: Because they walk away from Troy.
1: And they distract Brand
0: And the boys and go the boys back go in. in. Right. Right. So yeah, so they go back in and they go downstairs. And they find, and, and of course, Chunk being Chunk, because he's big on food, says, I smell ice, ice cream. And he opens up the freezer, and there's ice cream in there. And he's busy looking at the ice cream, and everyone's looking behind him. And there's a body in there. Number two guy. Number yeah. two guy, which is pretty cool. And, and then, of course, the Fratellis come home, so they lock him in the freezer with the body. And they help to pull him back yeah. in. And they all go, and they wind up, they discover underneath the well, fireplace. Well, they, the,
1: they had found the tunnel before Chunk found the ice cream.
0: Because right. Chunk broke the water. Right, he broke a water bottle and they could hear it draining deep down, and under the fireplace is a hole. Now, why was that? I'm still trying to figure out why that, uh, that fireplace was glowing red. It wasn't uh, on fire. It was electric. Sure. Probably. Because reasons. Quantum. It looked cool. It, looked, it, it did look very cool. And so, yeah, so underneath there's a sort of a passageway downward into the tunnels. Everyone goes down there, <laughs> Chunk is left behind. It's pretty cool. At some point, Chunk, Chunk escapes. Yeah, man- Sorry, they don't catch him in the freezer. No, they he don't. He escapes through a window. He races out. They, they
1: sent him back to get the cops.
0: Yeah, and he waves down the first truck he can and says, What seems
1: to be the problem? Look, mister, I need a ride. My friends and I just had a run-in with these really disgusting people. You might have heard of them, the Fratellis. Well, we found our hideout. and Could you please, please take me to the sheriff's station? I can describe all three of them. It's just,
0: of course, it, the Fratelli. So they grab them, they throw them in the trunk. Right. And then these guys are underwater, or under, yeah, they're not underwater. That comes later. Um, <laughs> they're underground, the, the Goonies and the girls and Brandon, which, for, let's be honest, they're, oh, all they're all Goonies They're all now, Goonies now, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they come across all the pipes and they figure, well, if we can shake the pipes, it'll get everyone's attention. And then you get some. Silly stuff like at the golf, slapstick. The gl- yeah, yeah, it's, some slapstick. It's good. Like, I like it. the guys in the uh, in the shower, like the uh, the handles go ripping into the wall, yeah. and Troy's taking a dump in the uh, uh, in the stall, and it shoots him up into the ceiling. But we caught an error.
1: We see, you you did it yeah was, you
0: got it. He sits down and he reads this. Uh, he reads an issue of Guns and Ammo, which is a real a real magazine. It's like Playboy for gun nuts. And at the top, it says, what is it? The Second Amendment means what it means, or some bullshit yes, like that. Something. And then when we see it later, it's a whole. it says something it's altogether. It It's a different headline. It was a different... So it's a different magazine. That's yep. hilarious. It's all very silly, but that's okay. Yep. And so at this point, you've got an adventure movie. They come across Ch- uh, Chester Copperpot mm-hmm. crushed under a rock, and that's where they find a key, key I think, yeah. and the dynamite. Oh, you know, candles. Candles. And yep. um, they keep pushing forward, and... You know, it, it, it's sort of this thing, it, it almost becomes a video game. It's like it's a little bit like uh, not a video game. It's not even the right way. It's almost Dungeons and Dragons ish. Yeah, it's it's a little Raiders-y too. Yeah, like it, it is a little bit like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's here's a trap, beat it. Here's a here's
1: a, an obstacle, yeah, beat the, it. The big stones and the, yeah, the big stones the that drop down. Wires and the yeah, yeah. and it, and it's pretty cool. Like when the skeletons and the poses and it, I gotta. I got a very raidery feel from it. Yeah, well, you know who wrote it and <laughs> produced it, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty
0: cool. Them sort of moving along and encountering all these these obstacles as they go. And in the meantime, Chunk is back in the basement of this place. And they're threatening to put his hand in a blender. And he keeps saying, no, they went down the fireplace. Like, tell us everything. Stop lying. Yeah, and then, tell us everything. So he starts in like kindergarten. Yeah. And that's hilarious because either, like, they're just sitting and they're just watching in absolute amazement as this kid spills his guts up.
1: Everything. everything. I cheated on my history. He in
0: grade three and in grade four. And then he tells a story about using the fake barf in the movie theater. And
1: but the worst thing I ever done, I mixed up on this fake puke at home. And then I went to this movie theater, hid the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony. And then, then I made a noise like this. <laughs>
0: And then I dumped it over the side
1: on all the people in the audience. Then, Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I never felt so bad in my entire life. Mom, i going to like
0: this kid, Mom.
1: <laughs> uh, and the he, one brother's like, I'm starting to like, like this, this kid.
0: Yeah, he's, he thinks it's hilarious. The other brother and the mother are looking at him like,
1: Shut up. What is it with this kid? What the fuck is wrong with him?
0: But the other one, he's like, he just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty cool. There's the scene where they come across
1: a, uh, a waterfall. Well, you got to do the bats. Because the bats coming out of the fireplace is what... right. That's right, what right, tells right. them that Chunk is telling the truth.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because they, th- they think they hear voices, and it turns out it's bat- bats, and it comes, they come ripping through a hole, past the Goonies, and then out from the, uh, out,
1: out the, the fireplace. Out the fireplace.
0: And that's when they realized Chunk wasn't kidding. Right. So they locked Chunk, Chunk. in with Sloth. Sloth. And we missed. Because when, when Mike went to the washroom, he saw Sloth yeah. chained to the wall, and he's just a monster. Sloth's got a deformed head. And I love the way they treat that. He's not a monster. It ends with everyone saying they love him, and it's, it's wonderful. He's,
1: he's neglected. He's not a monster. Yeah,
0: it's very, very cool. So they lock, they lock Chunk up with, with Sloth, this quote-unquote monster watching television, which mm. is like Captain Blood, like these swashbuckling pirate things, yeah. which, as I pointed out, Ken Marshall, who played Cowlin in Kroll, watched those films to get his style for sword fighting yeah, for Kroll. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, and you could see it. Though here I'm pretty sure they replaced the music with soundtrack from Goonies, is mm. that plays again in the pirate scene at the end. Right. It's the same music. Then the Goonies wind up in an underground waterfall and there's this really cute scene where <laughs> they all go off to use the washroom, all go off to pee. And what is the girl's name, the redhead? We should kind of know that. Uh, whatever, redhead, love interest number 1. Love interest number 1. She decides she's going to lure Brandon into a dark corner and kiss him and she she starts crying out. Is that this part? Yeah. I thought
1: was later. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's here. This is where the, this is the wishing well. Yeah, you're you're ahead of us. Am I?
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, so they come across the wishing well, right? Yeah. With all the the coins, and at first they're collecting them, and then the second girl, the one with the glasses, realizes, "Hang on, these are everyone' wishes. You can't take them." And there's one of the profound moments of the yeah. film where Mikey says, "Oh yeah," Mm-mm. or not Mikey, mouth. Mouth. Picks up a coin, says, "This is my wish," and it didn't come true, so I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all.
1: You can kind of. S- See the anger underneath.
0: Yeah, but because they're all losing because they're all losing their houses. Like tomorrow, they're pretty upset about it. And like I said, there's a, there's some profundity there. Like it's a, it is a profound moment, and Spielberg's really good at that. There's
1: so many levels.
0: There's like Spielberg's really good at when things get too intense. There's something funny. When things get too funny, there's something either intense or tender. Mm-hmm. Like he knows how to shuffle emotions in such a way that you never feel overwhelmed and it never goes on too long. You know what I mean? Like he knows, he really knows how to, how to do that. And this is where we learn that Troy and his two buddies are actually up top Yeah, talking about, so what'd you wish for? To make it with Andy. There we go. <laughs> we got Andy. the girl's name. Nice. Andy. So I'm guessing it's Andrea. Sure. Sure. Andy. That's what they got. That's what they call the redhead. Andy. And it's like, to make it with Andy, and he throws the coin down, and it comes back up, which, by the way, you could not possibly throw that no. that thing up from the angle based on where they were, but it's still a kick-ass But And it even scene. went
1: ting. Hey, Troy, how far you got with Andy? All the way, buddy. <laughs> you guys are so immature. Why don't you grow up? Come on, tell
0: us. Really? I put it this way. I didn't make it with her yet, and I stress yet. <laughs> huh?
1: What the hell what would you wish for? To make it with Andy.
0: (laughs) It's a bit. Yeah. And it's perfect. It doesn't make any sense. It was great. But it was perfect. And he looks down and he realizes they're down there and he's mocking them and they decide Andy's going to go up first. And what we haven't noted is that Andy is wearing... Troy's Troy's uh, sweater sweater, his varsity sweater from the 50s because apparently it's 1952 in 1985 and her skimpy what do you call it underneath the uh, cheerleader outfit outfit. that's why she's wearing the short skirt the low cut
1: everything the low cut
0: everything yeah and then that's when Mike makes the speech Look, our parents are doing what they need to do it's a great speech.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a few. Uh,
0: and they realize, yeah, we got to do this. And so when Troy pulls up the bucket, he expects Andy to be on it, but it's his sweater. She
1: gave him back his sweater, and he screams, "Andy, you goonie.
0: But it's it's awesome.
1: She dumped him in front of his buddy. Well, I
0: don't think I don't think she was ever with him because she had a date with Brandon on Friday. Oh, that's true. Remember that's why he said I don't want you to get me in trouble. I have a date. It's at this point that the girls are—they're full in. They're totally in. They're yeah.
1: They're just—they're just, just Goonies now. They're Goonies, yeah.
0: and that's—that's that's cool. Up until then, they're kind of like honorary boys. You know what I mean? But they yeah. do a lot of screaming and a lot of freaking out. They're the they tag alongs, but they become part of it after this yeah. point. And that's when this movie just gets glorious. It's so good. And now we go to the chunk and 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 uh, sloth, and sloth scene where we realize that uh, sloth is this terribly malformed person. His, his head is kind of... Yeah. Well, well, it's looks like it's melted on one side and he's got no hair and he's clearly, he's neglected. He's obviously very developmentally delayed. The old term in the 80s would have been mentally retarded, whatever yeah. you want to call it.
1: And he's a nice guy.
0: He's super nice and, you know, Chunk doesn't understand what's going on. He says, here, here's a baby Ruth, which is a chocolate bar of some sort. Yeah,
1: there's know. a cooking show. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's right. He's watching yeah, yeah. a cooking show and says, wow, this makes me hungry and he pulls out the baby Ruth and, yeah, because he splits it with him yeah, and... And he drops it.
1: No, because Chunk is watching the cooking show, and there's chocolate on.
0: hmm
1: And he's, oh, chocolate.
0: And then he realizes. And then
1: Sloth is watching the cooking show, mm-hmm. so chocolate, and Chunk's like, I got a baby Ruth, and throws it at him. Right, and misses. And misses. And bounces
0: off his head, and then he misses right. it. Right, and then he it. pulls the chains pulls out of the wall, the just so he can get the chocolate. Chunk
1: says, you're hungrier than I am.
0: Yeah. And then but they
1: share the chocolate bar, and yeah. they're friends.
0: And he's still a little bit afraid of him, but you realize very quickly, Sloth is loud, and he yells a lot, but he's a good guy. Yep. In the meantime, the Goonies come across a couple of traps, one involving the, the medallion or the key, which is skulls. There's a Rube Goldberg device involving a cannonball. Yep. That's kind of cool. There's a pit down there that leads to punji sticks, which are the, like bamboo sticks, mm. which naturally you find in Astoria, Oregon. Uh-huh. And they're like just, you know. Totally. Totally, yeah. Well, the,
1: the pirates were down there for years, remember?
0: Yeah, well, they they found, you know, they just would. But whatever, It's just it, it, they're just spikes. Yeah. They sort of wander down. Um, there's a cute scene where um, Chunk, now free, picks up the phone, tries to convince the sheriff that, you know, he's in trouble, and clearly he's a prankster. And he <laughs> says, is this like the time you told me about all those little creatures that multiply if you put them in water? <laughs> Which is a, a nice nod to a movie that not only Spielberg was involved in, but Corey Feldman as yeah. well. Gremlins. And then what's next? There's... Oh yeah, and then and then Sloth and Chunk start following after them. Yeah, and they see all the uh, the gas and water pipes, and they're going up and down and up and down. They're clearly broken. And Chunk goes, "Yeah, Mike, he's been here." <laughs> and then it's funny because Sloth takes them and he pushes them all up to to, to you know to silence yeah. them because he doesn't like loud noises. And you hear screech, crash, and a woman scream, and the sirens. <laughs> Oops. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. It, it's a funny, yeah. goofy moment. It was a like it was that was good. That was cute. Yeah.
1: Now, here, here's the washroom. Uh, here's the see? washroom.
0: Yeah. It says, okay, pee break. Little boy's room over there, little girl's room over there. And Brandon's going through a third way. He says, Brandon, where are you going? The men's room. <laughs> and all the guys come out. I'm going uh, to the men's room. going to the men's yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. And so this is where Andy gets the idea. She's going to kiss Brandon. So she starts crying, help, help. And Brandon goes, oh, could you see what she's ragging on about?
1: Brandon, come here.
0: And so Mikey goes out and she grabs him and, and, and sucks FaZe with him. But. The other girl, she sees that Andy's kissing Mike and she laughs, <laughs> she her ass off. She thinks it's
1: hilarious. And it's like, what?
0: It was magical. And, and the other girl says, next time, open your eyes. It's a whole different experience. I
1: didn't realize Brandon had
0: braces. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. But you know what? You don't see it. Because first off, Mikey's 12 years old. <laughs>
1: I, th- I think there's a hole Brandon was standing in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it was well done. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool scene. And you know what I always I thought had happened? I thought Mouth and the other girl at some point kissed.
1: I thought so, too. But at but the end, they don't. They They just hug. hugged. Yeah, they, act, they admitted they didn't hate each other and, yeah.
0: and hugged. So at this point, you've got sort of three groups. you got the Goonies in the lead. you got the Fratellis in the middle. And Chunk and Sloth taking up the rear. Though so they kind of disappear at this point, and we don't see them again until the pirate ship. Right. And what happens next? That's right. Next... Did we miss the ball crusher? The
1: log, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a point where, and this is like 12-year-old boy, twelve year old boy humor, where they cross a log, and there's sort of water coming underneath, and Data, who is this gadget nut, says, oh, I get it, slick shoes. So he slicks the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the log with oil as he walks along, because it's coming out of the backs of his shoes, sort of like in the video game at the time, Spy Hunter. Yep. And the first guy slips, does a 360 and lands, balls down, mm. and he's sitting there, which is not inaccurate, and mm-hmm. then the next boy, and then the next Fratelli son comes up, and he slips, and the two of them are just sort of sitting there, right, trying to keep their testicles from coming out of their their mouth, mm-hmm. and then the, the river comes and washes them off, and the mothers like, "What is wrong with you guys?" Like, yeah. again, that is yeah, ha, It's a it's a twelve it's, just, it's twelve year old boy it's humor, so perfect, you know, um, just like later on where he sh- where uh, Data shoots the uh, the chattering teeth on the mm-hmm. end of the the spring, and it catches the one the one Fratelli brother in, in, in the balls. same thing it's 12 year old boy humor you know and and yeah sorry the next scene is the piano from hell which is made from like a full skeleton and bones Yeah. and they realize that on the back of the map are are notes which i saw the first time they read it because they hold the map right up to the camera you can just see their eyes and their you know like the upper the the eyes in the upper that was a good shot it was an excellent shot and then you see there's something on the back but it's purposely out of focus yeah but of course we know it's it's, it's notes, because we've seen the film a thousand times. And they start playing the notes because Andy took lessons, but every time she gets it wrong, a chunk of the floor underneath them collapses. Yeah. And every time it does, they have to reach and grab a guy and haul him out. Yeah. And then the second time it happens, they do it. And the third time they do it, it happens.
1: She only makes two mistakes. The third what time is, is data, data into cr- crashing into because them because the fratellis are coming. Yeah.
0: And at one point, she says, Is it B high or B flat? And Mikey looks and like, If you do this wrong, we're all going to, we will all be flat. <laughs> and yeah. He, again. It, that is humor aimed at a twelve-year-old, and that's totally cool. <laughs> I loved. Um, again, this is this is this is Spielberg's brilliance in the yeah. '80s, that he got these kids. I can't I can't name another director slash writer. I mean, he's not the director of this, but he might as well have been. He was clearly. Yeah. I, my understanding is he was on the set every day.
1: Yeah. He was clearly involved.
0: Yeah. I can't think of another filmmaker of any t- you know whether you're talking about a producer or a director or anything that understands kids the way. He understood them in the eighties. Yeah, I just he can't. just got it. He got it. Yeah, E.T. and all these. So for those of you who um, are listening to this, have only ever seen Stranger Things, this is where they got that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, Monster Squad was close. Not, not. It was this, a
0: cheaper version. It was it was not a, this level. It was a cheaper version yeah. thereof. Yeah, Monster <laughs> Squad was. I mean, it was a lot much more fantastic. Like they do a lot of. You can see these kids getting into this. Yeah, shit. Whereas in Monster Squad, they go for it, like they they're searching for stuff that is super dangerous, and people are dying, and
1: yeah, f- for sure, but it's still a group of yeah d- early teenage boys having. But it's several to...
0: steps down from oh this. yeah, way way down. But it's still a good film. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's not
1: it's not this level.
0: Yeah. So they play it. So they manage to drop down a like a I guess what would you call it? A Door that sort of comes down like a drawbridge. Yeah, drawbridge. Where, yeah. And they escape right behind the Fratellis. And then what's after that? The water slide. Yes, yeah. right, they wind up going down this water slide. Now, as I was saying during the film, my under, or during, while we were watching, my understanding is when they built the sucker, they spent days filming on there, and the cath- or the crew used to zip down on it just for fun. Apparently, it was just wild. Oh, man, I would, I would go on that. See, I wouldn't. It's not my thing. But, yeah, it, it's, if you look at it, it's pretty safe. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see the spikes down there, but it's clear they are way out of the kids. Yeah. Like These kids are always in terrible danger, and yet they are not. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the Spielberg way.
1: It's, he's so good at it. He's so it. good
0: at it, yeah. And Richard Donner, he's good too. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. And then they wind up with the ship. And here's where we get to get computer nerdy because this ship is in a cavern. It's a pirate ship. Yes. So I think I mentioned to you first off, I played a game called Torchlight, which is made by the guys who did the original Diablo. Yeah, I played Torchlight. Torchlight. It's a great game. You, Torchlight 2Z. You,
1: you recommended it too. Yeah.
0: You. One of the bosses is One Eyed Willie, and yeah. you fight him on a pirate ship. And I remember looking at it going, wait, really? And so I had, I had to take a screenshot of that. But the ship, that is at the end of the Deadmines in World of Warcraft. Now, for those of you who, who don't play World of Warcraft Classic, you're seeing something different because they keep changing things. Right. But if you go into the World of Warcraft Classic servers and go through the dead mines, which leads you through these mines and you're fighting goblins and all that shit, and you come out. And I remember when I did this, I mean, this is now 12, 13, 15 years ago. And it's been a while. It was one of the only times they played on, on Mike mm. with with other... Because it was a random group. It took us five hours to do Deadmines. We were new at this. Very, very new at MMOs. Yeah, it I, was a new thing. Yeah. Was, I, we, I was new to MMOs and we were all the first time through and it took us five hours to get through and, and an hour, four and a half, we got into this cavern and I freaked out. Over, oh my God! It's it's One-Eyed Willy ship! It's the Inferno! You know, this is One-Eyed Willy ship. Thing. What the fuck are you talking about? So it's, like it's from the... Goonies! None of them had seen it. Oh. <clears throat> and if you remember, if you look at it, even though the ship never does anything, there is massive doors that open up into, what's the what's below it? The the rainforest zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. It's too long ago.
0: Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if you went there, if you approached from, the, like, approaching going north, yeah. you saw the doors. They didn't open, mm-hmm. but the idea was that's how the ship would get out onto a river right. and then out to the sea. Yeah.
1: Stranglethorn Vale,
0: Stranglethorn Vale. That's it. But you'd only notice that if you went looking for it, because there's nothing in that area of Stranglethorn. That was always the coolest name for a Stranglethorn Stranglethorn. Vale. But uh, actually, West Falls is still one of my favorite zones to play in. They go into the the pirate ship, and there's traps, but then they eventually come across the treasure. And it's a huge emotional moment for Mikey, and he goes up on his own, because they have to go down a deck and then up half a deck to where the captain's cabin is. And... He finds one eyed Willie sitting in his chair. Clearly, he's killed all of his compatriots. One of them's got like a dagger in the chest, and one has been strangled. And then he's sort of sitting there. Clearly, that's, he just decided to sit there and die. Yep. It's presiding over his treasure. And he talks to him. And then when you look and you realize all the other Goonies very quietly came up and they, wa- they gave him this moment. And he says, You've been expecting me, I think. Yeah. We went from crazy to seriously heartfelt. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And then they start taking the gold. And one of them reaches for the gold on his scales, and thinking nothing of traps, he says, "No, no, that Willy's, that belongs to Willie. That, that's we leave that for Willie.
1: Everything else, but that." Belongs and they to and me. they
0: start taking shit, and that's when the fratelli show up. They go to the top. There's some shenanigans. The kids wind up in the water.
1: They they walk the plank.
0: They walk the plank. Chunk and a sloth show up. And that's where you get the replay there of the Captain Blood, yeah, and and then you get the, the music and swinging from the ropes yeah. and taking the dagger in the sail and sliding down right out of that movie, exactly. Right out what of Captain he was Blood, watching. yeah, exactly. And it's very cool. And the kids wind up in the water, and Sloth is trying to protect the kids, but he's also trying to protect his family. He's, he loves his mom. He loves his mom. He winds up tying up the boy, uh, the two boys, and 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 hauling them up, and then he gets angry with his mother and throws her overboard because. She starts singing "Rockabye Baby," yeah. and then when she says, "And the baby will fall," and the kid, you know, Sloth freaks out, and she says, "I only dropped you once, Break, well, fall. maybe
1: twice, yeah,
0: yeah." And that's where we realize why he is the way he is. He was dropped on his head as a baby, and but he still loves his mom. In the meantime, they manage to the boy, the kids manage to escape. Yeah, but mom, well,
1: Brand finally gets his kiss.
0: Yes, he does. That's right. They kiss under the um, under the ship, just under the bow, not like underwater. Just no, no. Just,
1: just was it under the? I thought they swam away. Yeah.
0: Well, they swam, and it was right up against the ship. And they sort of escape, leaving what they think is all the treasure behind, they think. But we already remember that he had a bag of marbles that he brought with him for whatever reason, Mikey. Because he's 12. And he emptied them and filled it with stuff. And they didn't, ca- they didn't find that. They didn't, take take his, totally...
1: they didn't take his marble bag. Yeah, yeah,
0: well, but they didn't see but, it. Yeah. Because everyone else, I mean, the girls had stuff hanging off them, I and everyone had their pockets full. But they didn't right. take that. In the meantime, they escape onto the beach because Sloth, in the middle of the, uh, a cave-in... Why is there a cave-in? Because Mom took One-Eyed Willie's stuff out of the, uh, the scales, because mm-hmm. that's where he's got the gold, and it sets off a Rube Goldberg machine that causes a cave-in. Well, and,
1: and also, one of the candles was a stick of dynamite.
0: Actually, a bunch of them were. They grabbed a bunch of them oh, from did Chester it? Copperbot. Yeah,
1: but, I, but, they thought but they most, were candles. most of them were candles. Right. And, and a couple of them were dynamite. But they, they had, there was a cave-in, and it blocked the exit.
0: And so he says, yeah, let me so see. So hand, hand
1: me a candle... So they like the candle. Like, this is a funny candle.
0: It's dynamite. Yeah, it blows up.
1: So they'd leave the dynamite runaway. It blows up. It clears the cave in at the entrance. Right. And the giant boulder falls down.
0: Right. And then at the same time, Mom takes the... Simultaneously, the sh- ma-
1: ship starts sailing.
0: Right. Well, because Mom takes the gold right. and it sets off this Rube Goldberg. Sloth comes up. And just like the Cyclops scene yeah, from Crow... if <laughs> we both... It's like, I hope it goes better for him than it went for the Cyclops. Um, yeah, he lifts up the, uh, the rock... And lets the kids escape, and yeah. then the rock drops, Yeah. and we think, "Oh my God, are they dead?" But no, because it's a PG movie. Yeah. Eventually, he clearly he somehow gets the he family. Leave out. his mom behind. Yeah, kids come running down the beach. The cops find them. The parents show up. Fertelli's come in. They get arrested. The kids stand between Sloth and the cops because the cops think he's some sort of monster, yeah. and they're going to shoot him. And all the families sort of reinforce the kids. Like when when Chunk's parents come, they have a pizza with them. Yeah, and. Uh, Data's Whoa. dad says, let they've, me take a picture. They've been
1: missing overnight.
0: Yeah. And, and Data's dad says, let me take a picture. So he opens up his jacket <laughs> and just like Data, he's got all this shit rigged to him and it's a camera and and Andy says, says to the parents, watch, watch this. this. And and the camera takes the picture and the back opens up and the film falls out. Uh, it, it's really, and it's he's just it's like so his dad. so cute. It is. It's adorable. I mean, and, and that's the other thing where he said, that's so 12-year-old. All these kids, the way they talk to their parents, it's one long run-on sentence for each of them. And you just, the camera goes back and forth between them. So Data says, well, there was an octopus. That's a scene they took out.
1: Good, because that doesn't make any sense otherwise. Well, it
0: would have been in, the, the octopus presumably would have been in there with the... Uh,
1: there is an octopus.
0: An octopus in the background. You can see the ship in the background. Yeah. So they got rid of it. But they left the dialogue in, because it just sounds like a a 12-year-old boy, exaggerating but there was an octopus scene in huh. there. That's cool. And then, of course, Troy's dad shows up with Troy so that, that Troy can get his comeuppance yep. too. And, and he says, you know, today's the day. Mr. this. Mr. Walsh, shine it. And as it happens, Rosita, the Spanish-speaking <laughs> maid who for some reason has come along, finds in, in what's his name, in Mikey's, Mikey's jacket, jacket, finds the marbles and he, there's some jewels in it and... She yells out, "Don't, uh, don't, don't sign! Don't
1: sign!" And 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 mouth is trying to translate and, and
0: realizes no pen, no, no pin, write, no, no pin, sign. Pin. They grab don't it. Sign it and then yeah, he pulls out and there's only a handful of jewels and he says, "We're not signing anything now or forever." And he shreds the you know the giving over the house yeah. contract. I'm sorry, there's not enough jewels in there to save more yeah, than but one house.
1: Kid's point of view though, right?
0: Yeah, I know, but this is the adult saying it. Like that was a poor choice of props. That's the one thing I'm going to call him on. Yeah. There is no reason why all these kids could not have shaken out their pants and then found stuff there. And Some some of my
1: boots. Some of my, yeah, some of my boots. Pocket, yeah.
0: there's That would have been better. Or had there been one big ass diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that would clearly go, oh my God, this is worth a million dollars. Right. Because that's like, that's probably enough to save a home.
1: Yeah. It. But they want to save the whole goondocks.
0: Yeah. And it, clearly that's what it's intended to show us. But yeah. that was poor prop choice. That's all that was. Yeah. But again, if that's the only thing you can think of. Really, yeah. Along with a few other things. Like, how do you not call this it's, movie a success? It's so good. Yeah. So we've gone through it. I love this film. Yeah. I adore this film. It's as close to a perfect film as I can think of other than, say, Raiders. Like, there's always going to be that odd moment where you go, dude, what happened there?
1: But, it's
0: like, the octopus scene, I think would have blown it. Yeah. I think having the octopus... No, it's,
1: it's just exactly right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it makes it more grounded. Nothing here is unbelievable. Okay, mostly many things are. Well, but but you know what I mean. Like nothing here is fantastic. No, it's there's no fantasy. It's not hard to believe. Having an octopus there, yeah, that would have been a little much. It's just it's such an awesome movie. Like I can't think of anyone I wouldn't recommend this to. Like, is your kid about eight or more? Show this film to them. Go for it. Totally. You know,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, I mean, this is written for uh, would you say eleven to thirteen range. Yeah, probably probably in the eighties, the ten to thirteen. Or ten
1: to thirteen or fourteen. Because yeah. kids'
0: movies got weaker. They in did. The 90s. They got They're sad, like really? Disney Plus. I'm looking at all these movies, going, "This is some weak tea here." Yeah. And then you know you flip through, and go like, "That's weak, that's weak, that's weak," and then there's that point from about seventy eight to about eighty eight. Yeah. Where movies got good and super intense. It's the Spielberg effect, yeah. where we said, "Don't be afraid to show kids darkness and danger." is it's part of life but it's also this is just fantasy
1: yeah let's pretend
0: but spielberg did it perfectly yeah every damn time
1: and the balance he's like you said he's got the he's got the knack. he yeah. knows exactly where to balance
0: well he understands that there's a soundtrack for music yeah and there's a an emotional track yeah and he gets the emotional track that's what is missing from monster squad that's what makes it exactly the lesser film it doesn't have an emotional track right yep there's no emotions in that film. These kids are all... No, it's just an they, adventure. They are who they are, and they're that through the whole thing, and there's no change in how they feel about themselves or each other. They just they keep going. You know, the kid at the head of the monster squad, he's the same in the beginning, in the middle, in the end. Yeah. Rudy, the, the 14-year-old, he does... None of these people change. Here, they're the same kids at the beginning and the end, but there's an emotional yeah, roller coaster shit. they all go through, and there is some... Some growth. mild growth, yeah. Yeah, there's life experiences, like The Kiss... Like mouth and this girl, sort of, kind of acknowledging that they're okay.
1: Yeah, they they, they agree they don't hate each other. Yeah, and Mikey uh, gives up his inhaler, which is a uh, he's yeah. leaning on that. Yeah, yeah which if he actually needs it is an issue. A problem.
0: But, but the inhaler isn't about not about a medical condition. No, it was, condition. It's about it was an his anxiety. Condition. Yeah, yeah uh, even though it's not. That's just a part. It's part of the emotional track. Yeah, this film rocks. It's so good. It is a classic, yeah. and like I said, some of these actors have said they would love to do a sequel where they're the adults and their kids mm-hmm. are the new Goonies, and I'm afraid. Yeah, I want, I'll watch it if it's out, because of course I will, but I'm afraid, because this movie rocks. I mean, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. I just think it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, There is no one listening to this who I would say don't watch this. There's no demographic who I would say you won't be interested in this. Watch this film.
1: Yeah, so. it's, it's just good. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I'm going to show you this pirate map we have, and we're going to go off and well, we got to go get Ramy and Adam first and find Tiffany along the way and there are no wells and there are no pirate ships in Calgary because, you know, we're landlocked. Yeah, but well, we could find something. We could find something.
1: We're, we're like 20 minutes from the mountains. There's got to be something oh. good in there.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's go.